Sorry about that. Sorry. That was my bad. That was my knee. Ooh. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Kelda Music, a.k.a. Diva. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting in the podcasting game like everybody else, right? Podcasting to promote all of our brands, to network. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm here for, okay, is to cross-promote with other people and to have my friends on the show, you know, and we just all talk a lot of shit and smoke and drink and talk a lot of shit. Hey. <laughs> and I want to shout out to uh, Cut It Up Music, Mesa Tableist, you know what I'm saying, for facilitating this whole thing for me, you know what I mean? You know, we just do what we do. So, let me get into it. I got a really special guest. Uh, man, me and this dude know each other for about three or four years. He cracks everybody up, you know what I'm saying? He be traveling everywhere. Matter of fact, he just came back from Texas, all right? I want to welcome Mr. Jerry Law. Oh, thank you so much for having the most shit-talking this brother from East Oakland, California on your show today, because that's what I'm here to do. Yes, yes. I am loose, I feel good, and I got the juice. And you got cheers, cheers, and cheers. To success. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. yes, yes, yes. To success and two shows, one on a Friday, one on a Saturday. Me and DJ. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm Uh-huh. Hey, yeah. (laughs) Now, so, I mean, like, Jerry, I mean, you've been doing this for years. You've been perform you've been headlining with the most biggest artists. You've been opening for the biggest artists. I want to know, how did you get started? How did I get started in comedy? Yes. I've been doing comedy now. This is my 6th complete year going on my 7th. Um, I literally got started in comedy because I made a promise to a guy. When everybody knows my story that does know, if not, you'll hear it on my uh special I got coming out that I'm going to shoot here called uh, From the Cage to the Stage. Everyone right. knows I spent 15 years in prison. Um, I made a promise to a guy in there named Kill Kill. He was a crip mm-hmm. uh, from L.A., and I made a promise to him that when I got out of prison that I would come home and I would be a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't just come out like, oh, I'm going to go make people laugh. No, nah, yeah, it didn't yeah, work yeah. like that. Uh, I ended up being enrolled in, um, was at Chabot College. I had a radio mm-hmm. show for about three years on KCIH 89.9 mm-hmm. FM. And Did a lot of interviews, met a lot of the artists, and I started getting into the night scene um, of the entertainment scene here in the Bay Area, in Oakland, preferably, I mean, uh, more notably. Yeah. And a couple of guys who were comedians, I had them on the show, and they said, man, you should be a comedian. Dog, mm-hmm. you hella funny. Yeah, yeah, Now, yeah. I've heard this all my life. Yeah. And I didn't trip on the promise I made to the brother. I was, you know, whatever. And I went to an open mic uh, in San Francisco. There was a guy by the name of uh, Tony Sparks. And it was called The Brainwash. It's no longer mm-hmm. there now. But mm-hmm. I went over there. They gave me five minutes. Um, first time ever hitting the mic. I did two minutes. Horrible. Uh, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I never looked back. And since then, I uh, couple minutes I performed. <laughs> man, I've been at the Hollywood. I performed at the Hollywood Improv with Dave Chappelle. Yep. Uh, I... I did the Paramount Theater in Oakland. The last eight comedy shows been there. I've been there on it, uh, from Little Duval to Mike Epps to right. whoever they sent through there. I, I opened up. Yeah. And my biggest show was last year. Uh, this time, uh, February twenty second, exact date. I got to uh, perform at the Oracle Arena uh, on the Mike Epps tour. Yes. So yeah, I got to do the Coliseum, man. I mean, uh, you know the Warriors. They want all their things in there. Mm-hmm. This is my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm on there. Uh, I grew up in a neighborhood in East Oakland called Seven Hundred. And it was so, it was so, it was so epic and prolific for me because I'm on the show with Mark Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mark Curry, we from the same hood. Hey, shout out to Mark Curry. And uh, his stage, ironically enough, was the first stage that I had ever hit in my life. 
because he had the block parties for all his little poor people, yeah. and he used to keep it lit on Sydney Third, man. And to be to do to be there at his stage to be the first one I ever hit, and then when I do the perform at the Oracle, he's there. That's, that shit was epic. I, wow. man, I boy, woo, yeah. man, I me I almost cried like a COVID patient, man. I, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Body aching, chills. <laughs> you ain't got nothing but the flu. Right, right, right. <laughs> Damn. Don't okay. worry, everybody had COVID. Not me, but everybody had COVID. I, I think everybody had COVID at one point, right? No, like, I'll tell you one thing. I think the Bay Area, I will be honest. Yeah. The Bay Area got hit with COVID way before they even knew what it was. I, that's what people have been saying. Only be, reason why I say that is because there was a point in time and say, uh, before March, and everybody talked about it, it was October, November, and December. Mm-hmm. Hella people. Of 2019? Was, yeah. Yeah. Hella people got, like, hella sick. Like, hella people I knew was getting yeah. hella sick mm-hmm. and was like, dog, this shit different. Like, man, I don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck this is. Mm-hmm. And you got to understand, we got San Francisco and Oakland International Airport. All the Chinese, whoever traveling, they come in right there. Yeah. They come right to the Bay. It's techie. It's Asian. It's everything. San you know? Jose. Where yeah. I'm from. And so they come yeah. in. They breathing all over the Bay Area. We melting shit. With your weed smoke, you. God damn, is this cannabis or COVID? What the fuck? <laughs> <coughs> Name that cough. Right? So you, like, well, damn. And so then, um, people were sitting. I had went to Vegas. I did a show. And when I came back, uh, I don't know what the fuck it was because I don't never get sick. I got mm-hmm. my immune system is good, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, that shit laid me down for like whatever it was. It was two days, and I literally had to roll my body over mm-hmm. and like crawl to the bathroom to go piss. Like, God wow. damn! I was like, dude, I am not. I ain't old like this. What's going on? <laughs> right. That shit lasted a good two days, and the third day I started coming back. I was good. What? I've been cool ever since. So what were you like? I mean, the like, sweating, the, you in the bed yeah, with, with clothes the on, fever, but the chills and, shit, and the, the whole needle. Oh, but see, when, when you get that, that's your body fight that shit off. Yeah, yeah, Whenever yeah. Whenever your body get hot and, and it's getting heated and all, that's all the fever is your body fight. Yeah, but it's me when I'm on the toilet. Sometimes you get them cold sweats. Like, damn. Yeah. You be like trying to take a shit and your body, you just Ooh. start. I think that menopause. With... I think they call that menopause. <laughs> <laughs> they call that menopause <laughs> when a woman get cold for nothing. <laughs> Diamond, you get cold for nothing? No. Nope. Look, you getting cold right now. Shoot, shoot. Diamond feeling good, boy. <laughs> right. Go here. You can light it, Diamond. Look, I'm good, baby. Go ahead. Right. Do your uh, thing. Uh, Do the uh, honors. Uh, uh, Do the honors. It's cannabis, not COVID. Right. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. So I, I, I want that herd immunity. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> we don't need we don't need you like that. We need you in good shape. Hey man, you I'm got uh, you got a whole bunch of events coming up. I do. Yes, yes. So um, you already told everybody where you from. You from East Oakland, born and raised. East Oakland. East Oakland. All right. So how challenging is it to be a comedian? Being a comedian is from very... from the personal side, the show business. Like what? It's very challenging, man, because. A comedian, I would say, is one of the only jobs as an entertainer where you you win and lose immediately. Your your you you get caught on your your job immediately. Every stage is different. Every set is a new set. If you hadn't saw me or whatever, and there's three people on the show, and two guys go up, they bomb, they do horrible. They could have been doing it for years, and some people could say they hella funny. But that yeah, yeah. night you saw them, they was garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's all they get. Yeah. See, it's not like music, rap, or R and B because Those with music they get to they get to keep going. They uh-huh. get to you get to listen to it because we're all human. And I know it was That's songs true. that we listened to, and you're like, man, that song garbage as hell. And, and and then two days later, you humming the motherfucker. You like, man, how they get me? <laughs> now you singing yeah. the song and shit. You know, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh man. You like, wait, what's going on? And so uh, music, you get to listen to it. A song can grow on you. As a comic, mm-hmm. you, you don't get the opportunity to, to get time to grow on people. Now, personally, uh, what happens is comedy is a a job where you got to pursue it full time, 100%. If you work, then you're only going to pursue it, say, 50%. Because when you're first starting, you don't get no money. You don't get paid. Yeah, yeah. You don't get no money. You, get, you don't get paid. You yeah. go on everywhere. You might get a drink. You might get a plate or something like that. You don't get paid, though, until you establish yourself. When you get established, that's when you get the money. Now, when it comes to relationships, um, it depends on if your woman is strong enough. Mm-hmm. You know me. I'm a fly guy. You know, I make people laugh. So, you know, generally right. women want to laugh. So, you know, and I'm charming. I'll, I'll admit I'm charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I apologize, but, you know. <laughs> He's charming. Dad did well. <laughs> hey. Right? So, you know, a brother's charming and yes, all that. And, yes. you know, women, they you know, come, hey, how you doing? Uh, if you get a, it, it's challenging to be in a relationship when you're in an entertainment industry for any man, mm-hmm. because mo- majority of the crowd, especially for comedy, mm-hmm. is women. It's either girls in groups, mm-hmm. it's couples, or they're just, you know, it could be lesbians, whatever. But it's majority women, ninety mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. So for one, I have my material curtailed towards the ladies mm. to uplift them. It's positive. So as soon as I get to talking, they love me. Now I'm not yeah. gonna get up there. Oh, you bald head bitch, something with your eyelashes. Man, she can have alopecia, motherfucker. This woman is some alopecia. She was eight years oh, old, and now, now she crying in the crowd. Now I'm not finna do that. No, I remember uh, when I saw you at Tommy T's. That's like, um, like that's your go-to. Uh, Tommy T's. Yeah, shout out Tommy T's yes. and their family. Gail, yes. Jen, Johnny, Tommy. That's my Straight fam, up. boy. They show me love. That's my home club. Yeah, Tommy T's, sure. Pleasanton, California. That's right, in Pleasanton. I remember when I saw you there. Um, yeah, first thing you started talking about, uh, it was like, it was it was pro-women, but you was like, talk. it was almost like, uh, you weren't bashing men at all, but you were like, pro-woman. I'm uh, pro-woman, yeah. and I want us men to stand exactly. up, man. We gotta do better. You said something about, something about, like, We gotta like, do better, woman. man. You said something about, like, some, uh, oh, you said, I think you said, uh, it don't matter, women, how big your gut is, a man still gonna hit it. That's what you said. Yeah, uh, my brother Mario Hodge, he has a, ju- a joke where he says... Um, Shout out to Mario Hodge. He yeah. says that, uh, he said, a gut don't stop no nut. <laughs> Mario Hodge, he said, a gut don't stop no nut. That was his joke. We was on the same show. Now, what I tell women, I tell women to clean your vagina. Yeah. Well, you know do you I run mean? into stink vagina? Is that why you say that? Or? Well, I have. Uh, but I had to learn about it because I didn't want to bash women. So I don't want to be, yeah. oh, your pussy's like, no, no, no. Let me find out, is it a chemical imbalance? Is it a chemical reaction? What's mm. going on? Vaginitis. And, or uh, oh, oh, bacterial vaginosis. Bacteria, yeah, see, yes. I've been yep. studying. Yeah. Right? Bacterial vaginosis. But see, what people don't know is that women's but uh, can get uh, a little smelly, little, mm-hmm. Yeah. From stress. From stress. From stress. Stress causes a woman to smell. That's a fucked up side effect. Now, does it smell bad, or are we just saying it's a smell that's present? No, it's that, it's that, it's that, it's that, it's that scent where she ain't been working. You like, ooh, what the fuck you been doing? 
You like, oh, who you been fucking raw? Y'all pH ain't matching because you can't be sexing everybody raw. You don't match and you get to stanking. You know what time it is. But you do have, as men, you do have to understand the female's reproductive system. I understand it well. I understand it you know well. I mean? And then that's when I run back and tell men, man, y'all got to wash your balls. Give a woman a chance. Wash your nuts. <laughs> wash your nuts. Don't come home straight from work trying to put your dick in the mouth. That ain't going to work. Don't do that. So wait, do balls and dicks stink like... Similar to women's coochie, or uh, if you smell a man, smell like gym socks, right? And he's smelling like no. fish. I mean, I'm just guessing. Your man from is cheating with whores from 23rd and he's 14. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> he's stupid. Damn. That is the whole straw for people that don't know. Oh, oh. he's 14. That's international. Okay, yes, okay. Well, yeah, but I tell men, man, wash your balls, wash your nuts, especially men in their 40s. Wash your goddamn dick, man. You know your woman over here suffering from high blood pressure. You're going to make her, she's sucking your dick, and ooh, she pass out. You done, you done gave her diabetes, motherfucker, <laughs> salty dick, motherfucker. Now she got diabetes, she wheezing and shit for sucking your dick, trying to please you, man. Man, wash your balls, man. Wash your balls. Don't do, don't do no injustice like that. Wash your ass. And wash your Women ass. Women good at it. Every time before a woman have sex, she go right in that motherfucking bathroom. She wash up real good. Put that little towel on. Come sit on the bed like that shit finna last. You don't take that towel off and get this dick. I gotta go to work in the morning. I work at Lucky. <laughs> I'm in the meat department. I work from six to three. Damn. <laughs> so that pussy better be clean. <laughs> Women, keep your coochie clean. Men, wash your balls. And your ass. <laughs> and your ears. <coughs> and your hair. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Oh, we don't need to wash our ears, man. We ain't listening to them no way, shit. So, uh, Jerry, also uh, wanted to ask you, is it hard to make people laugh? I'll be honest and say... And I'm not being conky, but I am confident. I do have a gift. You do? I will say I do have a gift. Like, just holding a conversation with you, it's like it's a whole laughing matter. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, like- let me tell you, <laughs> and I'm being totally honest on Diva Talk tonight. Sometime I have sex with women, mm-hmm. and we'll be fucking. It's really good, and somehow we laughing and fucking. <laughs> laughing and Oh, fucking. shit. Laughing and fucking. Don't know whether to <laughs> When I'm serious. Or- when stuff happening in my life and I'm serious and I'm telling somebody, they start laughing. Mm-hmm. And During then, sex, man. Oh, you're saying any, anybody, sex, anybody, anything? Um, you it's like surgery. I said, <laughs> you can, it's whatever. Oh yeah, well I, I did well. I, I, honest, here's a story, true story. I was in a high speed and I had 15 staples right here in my head. I got threw out the vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, and the truck flipped over like five times, threw me out the vehicle and shit. Mm-hmm. And I had 15 staples, and I was on the table, right? Mm-hmm. It's a long story, but uh, short it up. I'm on the table. I'm mm-hmm. naked. They got doctors standing all around me. Yeah. And they like, okay, because i just been in a car accident. So they like, they, 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 we're going to squeeze on your body, sir. And if it hurt, you know, say yeah. Say, hey, yeah. If it don't, just, you know. So they're they going around my body. Squeeze my arms, all the shit. Squeeze my legs. And I see a lady put a motherfucking glove on. She ready to What the fuck you going to squeeze with that? Right. She... Uh-huh. Roll her fingers up my motherfucking leg, man. And went whoop. Because they had to, this is what they do. They stick their finger in your ass. So they checking for internal bleeding. Oh, whoop. And, and when she came out, I was like, man, I'm glad your hands was little. <laughs> and then the doctors was like, la- you seen their eyes squint. And they, it was so funny that the doctor, he said, be quiet, sir. I said, 
You that you want me to be quiet after she stuck her finger in my boot? I say, man, they gave me some shit, put me the fuck out. Put me right the fuck out. She could dig in my booty then. I couldn't believe that shit, man. I said, hell no. Talking about we, we looking for to see if internal bleed. Nigga, ain't no better way. You can't just press on my stomach and if it hurt, damn. Something, shit. I was like, hell no. But it was, like I said, it's a lot of situations. And I just always been me and yeah. always heard that I should be a comedian. But, you know, it's funny you say that because say, like, somebody like uh, a Kevin Hart, right, mm-hmm. or a Tiffany Haddish, mm-hmm. it's more like they're funny people rather than actually being funny comedians. Well, here's the deal. Like, Kevin Hart, he's funny because he has a short little thing going on. and He had the short thing. He's sitting up there. He do all the short tactics right. or whatever. Right, so it's like any anybody can market that and just be like, all right, Automatically, this man's funny. But, I mean, yes, now, if he's doing his stand-up or whatever, people might have different opinions about that. Well, yeah, people do have different opinions about Because he'll do, about, he'll uh, do a whole stand-up about, you know, family and stuff like that, you know? Well, that's where he's at now. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that's why yeah. the, the, that's the good, comic that's, that's up him, and coming you know? is the ones that people kind of, you know what I'm saying, because you got to still, you're more relatable. Yeah. See, once you get all that money, you get up there, you ain't got shit but family. Right, You see, right, he's just right. popping babies out of old girls. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it's just... I'm still down here with the common average everybody. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So whatever I talk about, we all going <laughs> through it. To it. Yeah, you can yeah, fuck yeah. with me. Yeah. Kevin got a mansion. He got a TV show. We ain't got no mansion. We ain't got no TV show. I can't <laughs> get with that, Kev. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Maybach feel like. I don't know what to see. And, but real talk, like, for real, that's cool that you mentioned that, you know, you are working whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because... Uh, that's that's the thing a lot of people could relate to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like when you all high, you know, high and mighty and stuff. It's like people can't relate yeah. to that. You know I, mean, I mean, because so comedy. It's like you keep it real. You keep it real. I keep it one hundred, and that's uh, it's strictly why my name. You know, they call me Jerry Law Too Raw. Yeah. Well, once COVID hit, um, my son, COVID hit. I just do, uh, I just do the Oracle with Mike Epps. I have my special. I'm about to film, like I say, from the case to the stage. Uh, where I, I I tell my I tell not so much the story as why I went to prison. I tell uh, about it a little in there, but more so when you get out and yeah. the things that any individual in jail or yeah. prison, and you do the amount of time that I serve. I had a 15 year sentence. I did 13 years straight. I was gone from 1999. Uh, what was that? March 17, 1999. I got arrested. I didn't see the streets until New Year's Day, 2012. Whoa. Yeah, so I was gone. Yeah, you know I mean, so um, yeah. I tell people because a lot is, America's like the number one prison and shit, so yeah. there's a lot of brothers that can relate to me. A lot of people in different races, whatever. I call everybody, I call every man brother, so I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they can listen to hear how you can survive <laughs> once you get out, things you can do, things that I did, mm-hmm. things you run into, uh, like retraining yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to get to know women and shit, and just it's it's the shit get funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, shit, I got treated like some work. I ain't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A woman took me for a two for twenty, fucked the shit out of me, and sent me home in an Uber pool. <laughs> in an Uber pool. And I was thankful every way of it. Ooh, this is a steak. This is a two for twenty. I'm at goddamn Bayfair. This is a steak. Oh, are we going to your house? Oh, okay. Oh, this is nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we fucking now? Great. Oh, and I get some pussy? I got a steak and some coochie. And then <laughs> she sent me home coochie. in an Uber pool. I didn't even know. I said, wait a minute. That week was my dick where I got a ride in a car with three other motherfuckers in the morning. <laughs> we all in the back like, yep, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like the weak dick committee. Like, nigga, we all fucked up. Something went bad. We mm. now we end up riding together. We she couldn't drop me off. I only stayed down the street. Shit. Oh my god, sure she damn. Yeah, she treated me like some work. I didn't even know until I got to living a little bit. And I said, yeah. I caught out the blue one day. We still cool. We don't do fucking rap, but we cool. And I said, you know what? You was a real pimp. She said, well, I said, you treated me like some work, man. You took me to Bayfair. I said, you know how many restaurants you could have took me to the dead fish? <laughs> Spend some money on a brother. I had my body real, real in shape. Oh, you won. Yo. <laughs> women, is, they treacherous, man. <laughs> treacherous. Well, women could be like that. Treated look. me like some work. Sure enough. Like, look, when we done, we done. Shit. I tell them about it, man. I Nigga, tell them about my, my son. Turn up and go to sleep. Yeah, I tell them about how, you feel me? Look at that, see? Look, I'm ready to eat a, a, a large pizza and turn over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so uh, Jerry wanted to ask you this, too. Uh, so, like, so it's crazy, like, with comedians. Yeah. And I don't know, you guys might agree on this or not, but it, um, and I don't mean to offend comedians when I say this at all, but do comedians kind of have, like, a sad side about them? Because if you look at artists like, like, like Robin Williams, right? Most funniest guy in the world had it all, but then he killed himself because he's really depressed inside. Committed suicide, inside. yes. So, yes, so it's, what's up with that? Okay. That was a great question. Yeah. Uh, you've been doing your research. Um, it is said, and it's common, it is said that comedians deal with the most pain. Mm -hmm. I look at my situation in my life, and I could attest to that. I mean, because I'm a happy person, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, at, at one point, I heard that statement, and then it started to seem like all the more, the more pain consumed me, or the more emotional things happen in my life, uh, the funnier I got. That's what I was about to say. It's like turning the funnier I got. lemon into the So it's, it's like, he hella funny. Man, yeah. that man is in pain like a motherfucker. Yeah. But you don't look at it like that. But, I mean, because, I, I mean, I'm the oldest of nine. My mother was on drugs. Didn't mm -hmm. know my pops. None of the dudes stayed around. So I was big brother. Mm -hmm. Uh... I had, when I went to prison, uh, my grandfather, he passed away. I had a little brother get murdered. Uh, a lot of my friends murdered, ended up in jail with life. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother passed. Um, you don't get to say bye to these people. These people that raised you, that showed you love, you don't get to say bye. You don't get yeah. to, you only get to talk on paper. And they send you so far away and put them through so many changes, you, you get to start to see the reality of poverty. And you start to see how deep that poverty seeps. And you also get to see that, man, it ain't about color. It ain't about color. The only color it's about is money. It's green. That's real. Mm -hmm. It's about that fucking green. They yeah. give a fuck about you. Mm -hmm. And so once I, I woke up to it, I was like, God damn. Like I said, any man, any color. Like, my brother. Oh, that, that's the brother. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I seen the real. I, oh, I've been to the promise. I've been there, God damn it. That shit was crazy. And so... You you going down and I look at like like even when I got out, my best friend, I talked to him twice. I didn't even get to and this was two thousand twelve, one of the most deadliest years in Oakland. Mm -hmm. Now I'm coming home after doing fifteen years in prison. Ooh. Uh and where I got a parole to is called the killing zone. Mm -hmm. Now, where's the positivity in that? I only get I was twenty two when I went in. I'm thirty four years old, kicking thirty five in the ass. They give me two hundred dollars and a sink or swim. <laughs> Keep in mind, at one point when I went to prison, Everybody I loved, I left when I went to prison. When I got back, everybody that loved me had left. They was dead, gone. People in jail, people <laughs> moved away. Or like, like I say, my family, man, it was the older, they was gone. Mm -hmm. 
we had 13. It's like it's like as soon as I came home, everybody just started dying. Mm-hmm. Like 13, no, I made sure I just died in one year. Like, God damn. Wow. They was like, death coming threes. That shit was like three, six, nine, two. Like, God damn. And my best friend, you know, talked to him twice. Yeah, man, I'll meet up with you. And shit didn't even get to happen. I got out on New Year's Day 2012. My best friend on February 2nd, he was shot 14 times. He was killed. When I got to see my best friend, I was a pallbearer at his funeral. That's my reality. I didn't get to talk to my dude. I was like, damn, man. Like, and, and, and that it was just the killing, you know what I mean? Just the killing, the killing the youngsters. And me coming from that, you know, seeing what it is today, because I went to prison for a shoot, you know what I mean? Everybody know. like so. But, uh, it, it, I mean, I thank God that I have the story where I can come back and tell you, hey, put that gun down, boy. Look, yeah. don't do it. Leave that shit alone. Whatever you think right now. And you hot. You and your emotions. Please don't make a decision out your emotions. Get that shit some time, man. Think about it. Because believe me when I tell you, that shit is done. It's over with. I woke up one day in prison, and I was like, man, I'm tired of this shit. I was only in like three years. And my boy was like, how much time you got luck? I was like, I got 15 with 85. He did the math. He said, you're going to do 12. You been there how long? I said, three years. He said, oh, you might as well get comfortable. You got at least nine more left. Ooh. Right? Because in, in the pen, you deal with, you're dealing with straight men. The mentality is male all the way. Alpha, alpha, fucking alpha. So ain't no soft shit. Ain't nobody going to baby you. They're going to tell you like it is. Straight to cry. You either take it or you go in your cell and cry like a bird, you know. But it's um, that's the reality. And then, like, living in Oakland from Oakland and uh, being able to bring people laughter, it, it does my heart good. It does my heart good. It does my heart great. You know what I mean? Like I said, my mom, she passed. They told us about it. She was uh, the hospice. You know, we had to watch her pass. And then, you know, it's like you look around and you're like, damn. You're like, auntie, uncle, everybody gone. You know what I mean? So now it fall on me and my little sister. And then we got to be the ones with the barbecues. Yeah. We got to tell them, hey, you're this the and that. Sibling, I'm the oldest so. of nine. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Three of my wow. brothers have been murdered. Two in jail right now. You know what I mean? I got a brother doing life. And that's my reality. They call me. I got my friends. Like, I, one day I woke up, and I'm like, I looked at my block, 75th. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. damn. I'm like almost the only one left. Wow. And, and that's why I say, wow. Like, damn. That's like, crazy. But now it's like you, you're just trying to take all that in, and you're trying to release the aggression through comedy. I, and you know what? I could believe that because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a very energetic person. Like, I got a lot of energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, yes. I, I was asleep for over a decade. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was rested like a you motherfucker. Hibernating. They, they had you, boy. <laughs> Lockdown. God damn. We got to go to sleep already? Nigga, I'm 30. <laughs> and I got to climb on the top bunk? Oh, hell oh, no. no. And the mattress hella flat. Man, and you up Heart there. You, you look at the reality of your life, and you like, man, what the fuck did I do? That's a question a lot of people get like, you like, what the fuck did I do? Mm-mm. When I went in San Quentin, when I first got to San Quentin, when I first realized I was incarcerated, I was locked up. I was in San Quentin, and I was walking, and they like, you, your cell is 199 something. Wait, that's 200 cell. I'm like, 200 cell, damn. And you walking in the darkness. You walking into a fucking abyss. You look up, you look all the way up till it get dark, man. And you inside a fucking building. It's five tiers high. And you hear dudes talking and shit. You young. You you only know about shit eyes and the shit you seen on TV. Right. right so you you scared yourself. Black. And yeah. you'll be walking and you look back and it's black. And you look. You like man. What the fuck? This ain't juvenile hall, nigga. <laughs> Ooh shit. And you see all type of races. You seeing motherfuckers <laughs> tattooed up and shit. What's up, homie? Uh, what's up? Ooh, can't you talk like that in here. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't speak like you like, God damn. Right, right, right. You see people, dudes in there look like wrestlers, white boys, black Mexican, tattoo on their heads and shit, and shit you see on TV. And now you in here, you with them. Right. You with them. Mm-hmm. You with everybody in there. And you like, man, Did how you have any, fuck? like, confrontation at all? Any issues? Or uh, was you just like, you know, I'm going to stick to, you know, be myself, stick to what I know? And My boy Michi, he had told me early in the game, he said, uh, it's 90% mental, 10% physical. And I always held on to that. Mm-hmm. Because you can think your way out of situations. Violence is not the answer. Violence yeah. is only, sometimes people only respect violence. Right. Sometimes you can talk to a motherfucker until you blue in the face. But if you fire on their ass, they're going to wake up and do what you say. They're going to keep it kicking, you know? Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. people only respect violence, and that's just reality. That's but true. me, I didn't have any uh, I didn't have any situations like that because, one, you just be yourself. Mm-hmm. You be yourself. You ain't got to be the tough guy. The dude who in there, and he, oh, he is going to get tested. Because yeah. it's people, it's a lot of people in there with built-up anger, aggression. They waiting to get it out, and you just gave them a reason. He just gave him a reason. And he's like, oh, you think you tough? Okay. And they'll bait you into a fight. Oh, they know how to smooth talk you into a fight. You be like, man, fuck your mama, homie. Fuck my mama? Where that come from? I don't give a fuck, homie. Fuck your mama. And everybody looking at you like, God oh, you gonna damn. Tell you fuck your mama? <laughs> oh, they ain't going to say it. People's going to look at you. We all know what it is. It's one look. We know what it is. Now you done been baited into a fight because you see there's two things. You only you only got two moves. See, in prison, ain't no taking the bigger road and the higher. Yeah, ain't yeah, none of yeah. that. Ain't wow. no taking the higher road. Wow. It's straight up, okay. Yeah, yeah, nigga just said, yeah. fuck my mom in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. I got to fight. I ight ready to fight, <laughs> but I got to. But you got to fight. You look around, where the fight? police at? Who going to stop it, you know? <laughs> and then <laughs> he got to go on. And, and we say me and my partner, we'd be sitting like, boy, he done fucked up that. Oh, they wow. about to tear his ass up. And you sit there and you look at that. And like I said, after prison is a whole other world. And if you do over a decade in there, then you are on the same plane as a soldier coming back from war. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about from war, coming Ooh. back, PTSD. So when I came home, they thought that I was, uh, they thought I was like, they have a stigma um, about brothers that go to prison. They think that you are just supposed to like be just an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed to be dumb. Like you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, y'all, they, they so off the mark. Mm-hmm. She's like, shit. Well, is it true, like, um, the same when it comes to prison, like, mm-hmm. you saw, like, what up, Brandy? Hi, My other people. colors, Brandy. How are you this yes. Right, Brandy, right. this is Jerry good, Law. Good. Hi, Two bro. Hey, how you yeah, doing? Right. Sorry, this has been a long day. It's all so good, sis. It's all mm-hmm. good, sis. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, Jerry, I want to ask you, like, um, say, Francis, like, I remember watching Don't Be a Menace while drinking juice in the hood. I know it's a terrible example. But remember when they were making fun of, like, how, like, niggas, like, transitioned into being Muslims and, like, hella smart reading big words? And was that kind of the experience that you ever witnessed at all? Absolutely. What happens is this. Uh, The comedy that they twisted it to is only because of what they understand. That's like some people only know you where they meet you at. Yeah. So say somebody met you 20 years ago and you were one way, now they meet you today, you a whole nother person. You, you're yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. you, but you a whole nother person. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can't even get at you like, you know, get at you 20 years, you know what I mean? And sometimes when you grow, people aren't ready for you to grow. Now, when it comes to the Muslim thing, oh, absolutely. There was many different reasons that brothers that went up in there 
uh, it was many reasons that they would, uh, I call it click up or whatever, with the religious thing. Mm -hmm. Because if you either was in it, you was on like you was on the main line, like you was on, you was ready, or you was you jumped in to be a Christian or the Muslims or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Now it's a lot of education that gets pushed in the system amongst brothers, amongst everybody. Everybody's learning something. Mm -hmm. They're reading, they reading, right? It's it's it's, it's old school because it's just TV and then yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah. So you just read, read, and you get as much knowledge as you can. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so yeah, brothers turn into Muslims. So then when they come home. That you know they do the Muslim. I, I tried it. I tried to be a Muslim and, and I couldn't do it. I was nigga, I was poor. I was got shit. I couldn't. Man, I ain't gonna lie. I was trying to be a Muslim. My sister called me. My granny had cooked some pork chops, nigga. I couldn't resist. <laughs> I was about to say. I, I opened say, up. I bet you started eating some I pork swear to bitches. God, I swear <laughs> I ain't making this up. I opened up. I, <laughs> I opened up the uh the oven and I as soon as I touched it and pulled it out and I looked at it and it had that little fat on the part that I like to chew. I'm like, this is some good mm. shit here. And I ate that. My That's sister said, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you ain't no Muslim no more, huh? I was like, uh. <laughs> I said I was hungry. The Quran says you can eat some pork if there ain't nothing else to eat. Nigga, I'm eating. Yeah, I was. I was like, yeah, I ain't doing it. Pray five times a day. Some brothers, they really, some brothers really cross over, and it, it does them well. It does them good. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, somebody, yeah. like I said, it's it, like it, it all depends on. You know what I mean? Very disciplined. Yeah. Very disciplined. Yeah. Very disciplined. Yeah. Very, disciplined. Yeah. very military -ish. Yeah. No, I mean that's good for some people. Like you said, some people need that. And you know I, what I'm I, I'll be the first to tell so, you, it's a lot of brothers in prison that's funny as a motherfucker. Yeah. Because. Once you, once you come, once you realize what's going on and you accept what has happened to you, and you say, okay, <sighs> this was going on. All right, fuck it. This is what I gotta do. Mm -hmm. And once you accept it and you move on, then you know you you don't have that stress on you. You don't. Mm -hmm. You just keep it popping. I mean, like I say, I had a date. That motherfucker was long as hell, but mm -hmm. there was dudes that I was in sales with dudes that uh had life that was never coming home, and the reality was that yeah. this sale gonna be his casket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he gonna die in here. Like, mm. this is his reality. Walking the same fucking yard every day, uh, getting up, putting your boots on, staying up. You could be sleepy as a motherfucker, but you yeah. better stay your ass up because anything can pop. And then you like, damn. Yeah. And then, you you know, you, you get with the brothers. And when I got up in there, they like, all right, brother, we about to go work out. And I'm like, all right, I'll catch y'all later. They're like, no, you coming with, I'm coming with you. I got to work out for what? <laughs> I ain't going to be no bodybuilding this motherfucker. Fuck going on? <laughs> Oh, come on, brother, let's go. We, we out there two hours. We doing push-ups, planks. I'm like, nigga, what is this? I'm supposed to do my time, not just, what the fuck is, oh, my God. Damn. I was like, oh, shit. And then you had wow. two different sets of rules. You had the, the prisoner rules and the guard rules. And you had to walk that fine line. And it was just, you'd be like, God damn. It was like Survivor. Wow. And so I had my first comedy show when I was in prison. Oh, shit, you did? I had my first comedy <laughs> show in there. Look, the only prison, like, show I ever watched was Orange is New Black. Brandy, have you Oh, my seen God. It? Yeah, yeah, you seen it? What about you, Diamond? So that's where I'm just like, that's how I vision prison. <laughs> and they got, like, talent <laughs> shows. I know it's a joke, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, talent shows and shit like that, but it's not really, you know, whatever, whatever. But so you did your first comedy show in prison. Yeah, but it wasn't like I set it up. I was just a funny dude. I was just, you know, yeah, we would yeah. cap, we would talk shit, and yeah. so there became where it was nothing to do. So we we was in Oklahoma, we got sent out of state, yeah. and so we were just uh, we would be in the day room passing time. You know, mm -hmm. you you can only lay down, or you can only do something for so long. Mm -hmm. You got to keep switching oh, that shit up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to mm -hmm. keep switching yeah. it up, keep it lit. So we start mm -hmm. gambling. You know, people gamble as a way to survive. So we playing poker. Mm -hmm. So it's a little blood dude. He's from L.A. Uh, uh, past Denver, Denver Lane. His name was T-Man, and his mom had passed. Ooh. And so, you know, T-Man was cool. We was all kicking it, and, he, you know, his mom's passed, and he didn't come out to sell. 
for like a month. And we all understood because at that time I, I hadn't felt that pain. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I, you know, you can't understand it because his mother was his sole supporter. Like mm -hmm. his packages, anything he wanted, she sent it, she took care of it. Now that's gone and now you got to depend on people who really kind of ain't dependable. And then that's your mother. You don't get to go to the funeral. You don't get to say bye. She I birthed you. No, they ain't here. What? They ain't letting your ass out of jail? No, you got to be, uh, that's, it's a, uh, that's a, that's a different type of, uh, that's like juvenile or something like that, but unless you get a pass or you on a low level, we on like level fours and shit, maximum yeah, security, they ain't like shit. Nah. Yeah. You won't be going nowhere, Jack. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Hell no, you go take your ass in that cell, though, <laughs> that they got for right you. Here. Go in there with your cell, he hope his feet ain't stinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to have people skills in prison, man. Oh. Because this is what they do. Say, diamond. Just hypothetically, she in there, they say, okay, uh, you going to cell 13. She in cell 13. She don't know the system. She got to go in there. They're going to close that motherfucking door, and they got to get along. Hey, how you doing? My name Diamond. It's like an interview. My name Diamond. <laughs> like, yeah, what, you my do? Name, well, what, what you do? What you do? How tough is you? It, it'll be it, that. Yeah, that, yeah that get, they get to that later because they finesse. Well, girl, you know how you doing. Yeah, what they got you for? It's, it, it come real fast. And then you be like, okay, where you from? Well, I'm from East. Oh, yeah, you know. Oh, you from over here? You Do you know so-and-so? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I know them. Then you say, okay, so you feel comfortable. You so it's a matter of, all right, I'm going to have her back because we share the same cell and she cool, I'm cool. Whatever. Well, you can't, you don't make that distinction that fast ASAP oh, oh, off okay. that. Because yeah. they could yeah. move yeah, you tomorrow and she could, her ass could oh, be yeah. on the line. And you talking about you going to fuck with her, nigga. They all want to whoop her ass in the morning at breakfast. <laughs> you back. Right. And you, you talking about, I got your on. back, all right? Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be the coldest muffin you eat, goddammit. <laughs> it's it's a cold man. You be like, goddamn, wow. it's like survive. You gotta outwit, outsmart, outplay. So Jerry, you did you did how many? Sixteen. I did thirteen. Thirteen in San Quentin. No, no, no. I was everywhere. San Quentin. Why That's do they the transport you? Oh, because you gotta. I they, mean, I don't know how that works. Why? Well, what they do is once they get up in there, they do this thing called a criteria. Yeah. So they look at your case to see if you violent, see if you first termer, all these little questions, and so. I end up going to a prison called Salinas Valley, mm -hmm. right? Level four, maximum security. Uh, it was 2000. I know people time up there, yeah. Yeah, and so it was cracking. The inmates was was with the police. The Bloods and Crips was warring and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. And you're young. You don't know what. That's why I tell the young brothers, man, listen, you don't know. With that crime, whatever, man, cut that shit out. Get you a job. Like, sit that shit down. Put them guns down. I know you got the blicky. You got the big thing. You want to look cool and shit. Put that shit down, man. I'm, if you want to live. Put the shit down. Do something different. If you go somewhere and you feel like you got to take a pistol, you shouldn't go there. Right. You, you either, if you got a gun, you either asking for trouble or trouble looking for you. I said that. Think about it. Yeah. But yeah. for me, like I said, we, you in there, I went to what, uh, Salinas Valley. I went to Old Corcoran. I went to Calipat. Calipatria is 15 miles away from the Mexican border. Sentinella, I was there. These are what we call down south prisons. Ain't no blacks down there. It's all yeah, southern yeah, yeah. Mexicans. They don't mm -hmm. kind of like my kind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You talking about racism. Mm -hmm. Oh, racism alive and well in prison because it ain't no we all getting along together. No, not it's, at all. it's the blacks it's over nice. here, the white, white segregation it's... immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But you pay attention because that's how I seen a white boy get stabbed because he can't come on this side of the day room because this is where the blacks at. And when he sat down on that bench on our side, I was like, oh, you trying to get killed. Cause you that dude, what are you doing? And his back, his shirt just start turning red. They had they they stabbed him up, and he sat on our side because the police and everybody know the politics. And so he sat there, shirt turning red, and he the police look because you see that that's that's something that's out of you. That ain't that ain't that don't happen here. 
And so you see it, even the, the pig and tree look, he's like, oh, shit. He hit his button. Boo. See the boy hold back his shirt turn red. I seen the motherfucker stabbed 27 times in that bitch. Man, they come put you on the car, wheel you up. Resume. And some people are like, oh, shit, wait. You see a motherfucker get filleted, and it's fucked up because prison fucked you up so bad in the head that it's so much about survival, and you trying to get home to your family, your yeah, kids, yeah, or some yeah. pussy, whatever you trying to get home to, whatever your motivation <laughs> is to get out to, you try to stay focused, and yeah. you become so much about yourself that you you stop caring. You, you lose your, your, your humanism. Just yeah. your humanness. You lose okay. that shit because... You can't care about nothing or too much because it don't last and it, it'll fail you. It don't go, and you need shit that's for show. Like right now, like you can't you can't take that. And so when you like seeing a, a person get stabbed or something, you you like, oh damn, it's, it's just another day. You like, god wow. damn, I wonder what so he like, did. Have you witnessed anybody like die in front of you? Uh, there was one situation. He didn't die in front of me. He died on the yard though. I mean, like, it was a couple dudes in there. I knew that like. Uh, Motherfucker had life, man. He was tired. Of, he was tired. Of, tired of prison life, and he uh, motherfucker put some hair out in this motherfucking vein and OD'd and shit. Oh, wow. I knew a white boy I worked with. We talked every day. This mm-hmm. is crazy about people that commit suicide. We talked every day because he worked. We worked in the back. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, man. He said you a cool brother, man. You know. He said you a cool brother. I said I appreciate that, man. Mm-hmm. The next morning he called him for work. He ain't come out. He hung his motherfucking self. Wow. Oh. Hung yourself. That you shit, did the Aaron Hernandez, huh? That should take a lot, man. They talking about, oh, that's something weak. Bullshit. You ever try to choke your own self? That's Damn hard to no. motherfucker. You don't want to do I no shit like that. I can't even hold like my that. breath underwater. Shit. You Two feel seconds. me? <laughs> so you like, damn, it's all about survival. It gets so bad that, put it this way, I was third draw. What third draw is, is uh, they let you go to what they call the canteen, where you get to buy shit you know that you don't normally get. Like, you get some different suits. Candy and, and snacks whatever. And You know, stuff, they call yeah. it the store, whatever. So you got the people that go in the beginning of the month, the middle of the month, the end of the month. I go in the end of the month. Now, after third draw, there's this dead week. And in, and in certain facilities during the dead week, that's when it go down. If you pay attention, everybody go to the store. You see motherfuckers with big bags. Now, if you see the Mexicans with big bags of food, <laughs> that means it's going down. <laughs> that means they stocking like little squirrels yeah. and shit. Nigga, they stack it up. And nigga, oh, something about to pop. You better stack up, nigga, and watch the Mexicans. Nigga, they got bags, nigga. And so you looking, you like, oh shit. So you see everybody stacking up. And you like, man, something about to pop. I don't know what it is because you get a feeling. In prison, you get in tune with your feeling because you don't have no distraction. It ain't nothing. Ain't no, ain't no uh, power lines all over your body and all that shit. Ain't no big lights, and you in the middle of literally goddamn me nowhere. Wow. And they just throwing your ass up in there. I hit so many prisons, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to steal some money from the Natural Disaster Fund, and they caught him in 2007. And so he said, "Oh, uh, the prisons is a uh, state of emergency." Uh, uh, the inmates are dying in prison. The nigga said the inmates was dying in prison. And after that, that started this, you know, like right now, like the three strikes law class where you got to have a, a, a your, your third strike, you know, it has to be violent now. They can't just put you in there for a, a weak case or something. And that's something that when you meet people that has lost their whole life, nigga, like I met two people that I'll never forget, a guy named Ten Speed. He got 25 to life because he stole a 10-speed bike. Wow. I'm in Sentinella. We watching the news. Three strikes law case. It's a white boy. He done stole a pack of AA batteries. A couple months later, this fool ended up on our yard. They gave him 25 to life, man, for stealing a pack of AA batteries. Wow. 
This motherfucker had a Walkman. I said, I don't know how he gonna play that shit. <laughs> nigga, I don't wanna see no motherfucking batteries. Nigga, don't, nigga, no. Fuck a remote. I don't want shit. <laughs> but it, but that's the reality. And then you like, God damn, you like, what did I do? And then you be, you, you be like, man, I, mm-mm, and it's too late. And a lot of these young guys I talk to, I say, man, you don't want to make a choice or a decision, homie, that only lasts two fucking seconds and your life be gone for the rest of it. It's a reality you don't want to face. Trust me, I'm telling you, I'm good, man. I, man, look, I, it's so, once you get out, I, I was locked up so long that the morning they let me out, I was in my uh, dress house, I'm in my street clothes, ready to go, and I'm sitting on the bench. I was so fucked up in the head that I thought they were going to call my name over the intercom and tell me they fucked up and send me back to the cell. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it fucks you up. fucks you up. Wow. And so you got to teach yourself all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to train yourself. Like, I had to learn how to choose for myself. Like, when I left the streets, uh, McDonald's had six meals you could choose from. Mm-hmm. Six meals. I used to get the, my favorite. It was the number two. Two cheeseburgers, some fries, and a drink for $3.24. <laughs> it was $3.24 when I no, left the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $3.24. When I got back, McDonald's had 80 goddamn shits you could choose from. The shit was $8. God damn. Do you eat McDonald's? For that very reason, them prices is ridiculous. I'm like, God. And then they asked stingy with the ketchup. I couldn't. I said, man, y'all. I said, let me get a uh, ketchup, my brother. He looked at me like I called his mama a bitch or something, man. I'm like, brother, I just asked for a ketchup. Brother, did you make it? Right. Because in the in the pen, we got a term where we say, man, leave that white people shit alone, man. Them the white people shit, man. Because people be talking about all this mine, this mine, man. That's some white folks shit, man. Damn, damn. Yeah. So in my special, I talk about prison a little bit, but I talk about more about what it is like when you come home. Like, like I said, like I got a son now. You know, after you, the you, fact, yeah. Yeah. yeah you be, yeah, you be, yeah. you be dreaming, wishing for. Oh, this is the, you know trying to you know discover a life. You get two hundred dollars and it's sink or swim. If you ain't got no foundation, it's cookies for you. Wow. It's hard. Yeah, they yeah, ain't yeah. giving you. You know, they didn't give me nothing when I got on parole. They said I was a functioning parolee. Well, can I ask you, what were they supposed to give you? Like, anything? help, shit, help me. You just kicked like, me out, bitch. motherfucker. Right. Help me, right. motherfucker. Like, what? You gave me $200. Like, here, bitch, bye. Like, people come back from the military, right? They're supposed to be given something from the government, a package, something. Uh, Same man, people, right? put me, you just, listen, they, 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 look, it's a cold hook. I was in there for 13 years. You're telling me what to do, what to eat, when to sleep. I put my clothes out on Tuesday. I get them back Wednesday. Every Friday is fish. Every Monday, <laughs> it's potatoes and shit, potato wedges. Nigga, the shit don't change. You get a menu like you was in elementary. When they say the school to prison pipeline, that shit is real. The pizza they serve you in prison, remember that little rectangle pizza that we had in elementary? When I seen that shit on my tray, I knew the jig was up. I said, you got me, motherfucker, you got me. I done fell into the pipeline. Damn. Yeah. That's cray cray. Damn. Hey, when you survived it all, you look great, you sound great, you doing big things. Hell yeah, I work out. You know, I put on, uh, you know, I work out, I I, I put on, uh, shea butter, and I eat pussy, (laughs) man. And he eat pussy. That shit make you feel great, goddammit. Brandy is pussy like medicine to give Oh, you know how long I dreamed about some pussy? I used to dream about it. I literally dreamed about it. I would agree with that. 
best. Diamond is, is pussy a good medicine to give the men? Definitely. <laughs> Nicole, is pussy a good medicine to give the men? <laughs> Hell yeah. times and then I roast that ass, I tore that ass up. So the word okay, got out. Okay, you got that ass. The word got out was like, don't, don't, don't heckle him. Don't do him. I could just a person to come in, I'll say, hey man, how you doing? They'd be like, man, you a comedian. <laughs> you sound like one. You gonna, uh-uh, man, you don't don't they, they know it. They like, he gonna tell your ass, oh I oh I, oh, I roast him, I roast him. I like it though, because it, it make you think is if you fast with it, you fast with it. Right, you're a natural. Yeah, I'm a natural. So what's one of the worst, like, heckler situations you've been through? Like, somebody just, like, stopped you in your tracks and was like, nigga, you ain't shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, The only uh, heckler situation I had like that, I was doing a joke that I do uh, while I was talking about getting kicked out. And the, the lady, I was telling the part, of, I was in the part of the joke where I was like, I said, uh, I said, yeah, I said, um, I said, yeah, I said, brothers, you know, when you get out of jail, you might meet a young lady, you might need some help, you mm -hmm. might go live, whatever. You might need some help. I said, first of all, I want to thank the sisters who open their doors for the brothers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I want to thank y'all because that shit, that roof means something. I said, but I, you know, I start feeling myself, got beside myself, you know what I mean? And shit, the shit didn't work and she put me out. But when she put me out, I was petty because mm -hmm. I was hurt by it. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't admit it, but I was petty. I took my TV with me. Yeah, I took my TV with me. I was like, bitch, you ain't going to find out. Oh, yeah. I said, you ain't going to find out who shot ghosts on this motherfucker. She talking about, I want to see what Tyreek and the teacher doing. Not tonight, she ain't. You better inbox 50. And then I found out what all the other brothers find out when they leave. Uh, you ain't got nowhere else to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inbox dry up. Everybody, you be like, well, damn, what I did. <laughs> you get to listen to old songs of cheaper to keep up. You get to all oh, you right, <laughs> motherfucker. Hey there, lonely girl. <laughs> Your heart be all into it. You like man, I done fucked up. Hell yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Well, uh, let me ask you this: Who influences you? And I know you have a long list of um, people who influence you to do comedy. Who influenced me to do yeah. comedy, such as like uh, bigger like comedian? Yes. The Every comedian that influenced me to, that I like, that I loved about comedy, I got to meet. I either got to work with. Right. Eddie Murphy? Uh, no, not Jimmy Eddie. Fox. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence? Got to hang backstage hey, with Martin Lawrence. Hey, I watch Martin every day, don't you? When that I shit do. come out, I watch I Martin. Watch I don't Martin. miss what Go to my page, Jerry Law 2 Raw. You'll see the picture of me and Yeah, Martin. oh, yeah, you got a picture of Martin. And didn't some girl try to come after you because you were like, um, I mean, you said something about his... Eye or whatever, because I guess he had an eye situation going on, and then you're like, "Yeah, that's me, Martin, with the with the curved <laughs> eye, the slanted eye." He had a and sleepy then some eye. Girl, like, was going, "Nigga, fuck you!" You like, you get a picture with that nigga, blah blah blah, and you roasted the fuck out of her. Oh yeah, that's that's what I do. If you come on my page with the disrespect, and I can't let you sit there. I got to get you. You didn't came into the lines then. Wearing pork chop panties. I'm going to tell your ass out. I'm going to tell your it's the lion's den. That's what we do down here. Everybody know. You roasted. You walk past the lion's den. You don't go fuck around. You've heard everything. I was like, oh, shit. 
Because that's what you do. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. Mean? No, but that's cool. You but you yeah, are, Martin, but uh, Martin Lawrence, that's Dion, Dion Cole. Dion Cole. Cole. I love Dion Cole. Because Dion Cole, he was a, uh, like I said, I'm in prison, man. Dion Cole, this fool was a writer on Cone. He funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. The way God worked. I met Tommy T's. Uh, I started working. I mean, I, I, I ended up becoming the host of Tommy T's. But before that, I was throwing shows at Tommy T's, and I threw a show on a Thursday night. That's why it's so important. I tell comedians, if you can produce your own show somewhere, you can work with somebody, throw your own show. Mm-hmm. People come out, you know what I mean, and you never know where. If it's at a comedy club, wherever you can throw your show, throw your show. Um, and you want to see what you can do as far as your numbers to see if this is really for you. Well, Dion Cole came to my show. Him and uh, He brought his, uh, his feature, uh, Ocean, Ocean Glapian. Um, he came to the show. He seen what I was doing. I was having a comedy competition. Yeah, and it's actually up on YouTube. And so he hit me. And he was like, "Uh, it was there was a groupie moment that I, I turned into a groupie for a minute." And then, uh, yeah, oh, I was. Ah, a yeah, I was man. Literally, him and Ocean come in. I'm like, where my door person at? I'm like, hey man, did y'all pay to get in? Who got the ticket? Like, cause they my money. Yeah. He had a hoodie on, right? He's standing like this. And I'm like, hey, man, what's up, man? Yeah, brother, excuse me. I'm like, hey, bro, how you? They ain't saying nothing really right. I'm like, say, bro. So he do this. Man, he do this like he on the movie. Nigga do this. <laughs> it's me, nigga. And I look. <laughs> I'm like, Dion Cole. Oh, shit, nigga. Come here, man. I hugged that, man. I, I probably wasn't supposed to touch the brother. But I grabbed, oh, nigga, what's happening? He was like, man, you hosting the hell out this show, man. Can I, uh. You know, promo my shit. Can you? Man, if you don't get up there. And then he told Tommy T, man, you know, uh, he said, man, that dude should be the host up here. And he let me host. That was my first weekend with a headliner in a major club. That's amazing. Dion called open the door for me. I ain't never looked back. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Jess she was the first person to take me on the road with her. Yeah, she, she let me Jess rock Hilarious. with her. She's funny as uh, hell. Ryan Davis, first brother, yep. take me out uh, of Cali to go work you with her. You know. I've worked with her up in Sacramento. Oh, okay. Uh, I, man, just about anybody. DC Young Fly. Like I said, man, me and DC Young Fly. DC Young Fly. Yeah, hey, on he Father's had, Day. That's why you got to some in Sacramento, right? We did uh, Tommy T's and Pleasanton oh, on the weekend. They showed me love. DC shout Young out Mario for the LAU. Hey, shout out to Nick Cannon for putting on everybody like that. Like, goddamn. Right. You know what I'm she saying? She go to my page. I got a picture with Nick. Nick came <laughs> You need to be on Wild to Out coming out. Now he's back with Wild and Out, right? I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. He's back coming out with Wild and Out. You need to be on there. Why? Yeah, well, what? Everybody you, that watched this tag Nick Cannon, man, and tell him put Jerry Law 2 on there. Tell him put Jerry Law 2 on Just Jerry Law, Jerry Law. Eight letters, J-E-R-Y-L-A-W. Eight letters. And it's funny, I'm trying to get my little cute little cousin. She was a cheerleader for the San Diego Chargers. I'm trying to get her on there as a well now girl. You know what I'm saying? Really small, tight body, and, you know, cheerleader for L.A. Chargers. Yeah. Only a couple black women are L.A. Chargers. Man, like, it's hard to be a cheerleader now. for any NFL team. They go through rigorous training camps. You can't eat this. You worried about a oh, bump yeah. on your stomach. Right, Ugh. right. Can't right. live like that. So uh, another question I want to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. what's your favorite comedy film? My favorite comedy film, um, for many reasons, is I got actually like two, like Harlem Nights. That's oh, my shit. Yeah. Harlem Nights. <laughs> 
And I like the movie Life only because it's mm. my no, life. Life was funny as fuck. And it, it was funny, fuck. but and it kind of mimics movie. my life. Like, you know, when he get out and he look in that car and he go like this. Like, what the I'll be like, Nick, yeah. where is my hair, nigga? They, oh, they stripped me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, Life was a good-ass movie. And it was funny to see Eddie Murphy and Martin. Yeah. Be in the same film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them the like, dudes. Two different comedian personalities but um mm-hmm. all right so now i want to get into some other shit you know what i'm saying that we all could talk about mm-hmm. relationships oh boy relationships, relationships. <laughs> my favorite this is my favorite i want to know what kind of relationship are you in right now i'm in a faithful relationship i have me a girlfriend that i finally met i decided to stop Toss some dick around, and you know I wanted to try it out. Well, I felt I owed it to myself, you know, because I had seen what the Bay Area had to offer, and I was like, you know what, you can't keep doing this. When I got treated like some work, that's when I knew. When she treated me like some work, I said, I gotta get off the market. She said, nigga, I can't hang with these women today. They wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took me for a two for twenty. You hear me? She took me for a two for twenty. Sexed the shit out of me and sent me home in an Uber pool. A pool, you hear me? <laughs> well, oh my God. So the girl you with, how, how long have you been together, you guys said? Two years? Uh, about a year. About a year, that's about cool. Year. And that's the one who's like down for you, everything that you're doing, everything. Well, every woman I had messed with, I met was down for me. So yeah, that didn't yeah. kind of, yeah. I, I, I ain't going to lie, I'm spoiled, shit. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm spoiled. They're like, I'm with Jerry Law. If it's shit, I'm with them. Shit, we got to feed him. <laughs> Coochie and yeah, coochie yeah. and clothes, coochie clothes and cars. Ooh, that's what moves me. Coochie that is my love language: right. coochie, clothes, cars, <laughs> cannabis. Okay. <laughs> so this is a general question I'm gonna ask all y'all. Um, when it comes to relationships, who should be bringing in the most bread, the man or the woman, or does it not really matter? Diamond. Oh, well, I mean. I think that men should always have... like a beauty pageant. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> With her hair and her earrings. Like, <laughs> oh, cute. And yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think that um, the man should have the most money. <laughs> Not saying that the woman should also have her own money, okay? Like, we should always have our own. But the man should have his, you know, he should have his own, and it should be a lot of it. <laughs> you know, he should always be striving to be getting more, just like she should be doing as well. Like, if so it's an together, equal thing? The e- it's an equal pretty thing? Pretty much, but it's for sure he should be having the most. Mm. What about you, Brandy? What do you think? Who should have the most money yeah. is the person who has the highest earning potential. So it doesn't matter, <laughs> wife or husband. No. <laughs> if we together... And I can't, for whatever my reasons are, pull in the most. Let me go do what I do to pull in the most. And we together will decide what we're going to do with it. But if I make the least, or I make the most, but I'm going to let you, nah, no. Trust me. (laughs) What about you, Jerry? Well, it's changed. Um, Because, and and so since I bring the male perspective. Oh, the pink lemonade, that was good. Well, it, it changes because um, we got to look at it for what it was. At first, it was society said that the man had to be the breadwinner, the woman had to stay at home. That's not true today. You know, the independent woman, the, the, the lady that's doing for herself, maybe because she has to or whatever reason, but women are making more money than men today. 
Right, right. right. Um, I'm I'm with her as far as the who I like the earning potential. <laughs> if you gonna go get it, go get it. Yeah, go, yeah, get your ass out. Go right. get it. <laughs> go make it happen, god damn it. I'ma do my thing. I'ma make sure I hold right. I'ma I'm hold it as a man. man. You know what I'm saying? I'ma protect you, you know what I'm saying? I'ma still be the protective provider. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You going out and get the money, right? If I'm at the house if, if my my work don't require me to do hella other shit. You going to work, you getting the money. I don't the, mind when you come home. I got your bath water. I got your food. I don't mind take, taking care of you. I don't. I don't mind. It, it, it got to work. I gotta do something. I gotta put in something. I gotta. I gotta put in something. I can't just sit there. You done worked all day. I'm playing PlayStation. How that work? Come on. Now. But that's really the reality. Very far in between. I agree with you. Huh? PlayStation is the reality. She said that's not what's often happening in these streets when you got the hard-working woman out here doing these things, you still have a lot of men looking. Not to say that you shouldn't treat him still at the king of his mm-hmm. castle. He's still the man, all the stuff. But they not having that same appreciation and running that bathwater and giving them massages and, oh, you need anything, baby? I got this. They just like, yeah, you come home you. from working hard and they're looking at you like, what's to eat? You're like, you been asking <laughs> <laughs> So... Depend on the man you dealing with, <laughs> you know. If, if, if ladies, if you if you come home <clears throat> after a long goddamn day, hmm. and you smoke weed and your blunt ain't rolled when you come in that door, <laughs> he ain't cook shit. He ain't warm no water up. Ain't no pot boiling. Ain't nothing moving. And shit all over the house. And he look at you, yeah, the house ain't clean. And he look at you like, what's for dinner? Then, ladies, you might want to reevaluate your situation. Agreed. What if the dick because he's though, not because reaching his earning potential. It could. Well, but, but well, now, now, right. wait a minute. Now, <laughs> wait a minute. Now, if 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 the man, if the male, if, if if he's providing that male stability of you having a male and he's dropping the dick off on a regular when you you ask for it. I feel that he 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 still ain't reaching his full earning potential, but he's good enough to stay there. I agree. Give him some time. Because, <laughs> ladies, if I you don't get no penis, you're you very angry. Very angry. And a Snickers ain't going to do it for you. Nope. Or no, a it will not. Or a Twix. That ain't going to do it. <laughs> Left or right. Yeah. A, score will, my, a score could probably do it, though. A score, uh, <laughs> scores is pretty good. Shit. They are good, but Absolutely. I don't know about that. <laughs> not as a substitution. So yeah. let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so if if a man mm-hmm. doesn't work and a and a and a woman does work, you agree he should be waiting on her hand and foot, bathwater. I say yes, he should. It, what, look, at, at the end of the day, it's always going to be. It should be fifty fifty. Does that mean now you uh, give a hundred of your fifty? Considered less than a man if he's not. Not today, because you can't apply the same rules of today when the rules didn't change. You can't put it on a man to be the breadwinner and he got to have a house and all this. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. You can be hardworking, but there's it's like a ceiling for men these days. The women earning potential and the women are out earning the men. You can look at the stats. This ain't, nigga, I study. Women are killing the men in the job, in the market and stuff. Men are trying to hold on. Women are progressing. Talking on the phone and stuff and... Maybe sealing the deal. You know, Women are good at sealing the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and you got to understand, as a man, I can get further if I'm walking, if I'm going to any establishment 
and it's me and another woman. Mm-hmm. I can get further in life. I can get further in a lot of places if it's me and a woman walking in, as opposed to me and my partner. Yeah. Because yeah. it's two dudes, as opposed to the male and the female. Everybody, okay, that's good. You know, you you get that pat. You know, so it it man, it worked that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. Okay, okay. Another question, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? We, we we almost done, y'all. Okay, we almost done. You know what I'm saying? It's I so good. Get. It's juicy. It's <laughs> nice. I told you we go raw because we're here with Jerry. Jerry Law, Law too raw. Too yeah. raw. So I want to ask you, um, there's the casting couch that exists. Mm. Now, we know for mm. women, both you beautiful ladies have been in, you know, when it comes to men, they're like, oh, damn. Absolutely. What about for a man? Have you been in any of those situations where it's like a woman was like, you know, I'll do some snap for you, but what you gonna get me? Uh, I had that situation happen two times. What? And uh, did you give up the were, penis? They were older women, <laughs> but you gotta understand the type of women that do it because young sisters are starting to do this bullshit too. But they were older women, mm. and uh. They need some young penis. She 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 was like, look, I know what you need, right? And she, when I say she took care of my, I didn't want for shit. I didn't need shit. And, you know, like I say, I had been locked up for, for you know, 13 years. So oh, yeah. I was a willing participant. Coochie okay. on a platter. Shit, hit the dick oh, on the platter. Here you go. With a side so, of greens and some macaroni. I was, man, I was, man. <laughs> I was dropping it off like the Amazon worker. I was dropping it off. Here you go. You know how they they, <laughs> they leave that little, they take a picture of your package and send it to you. Ah, there yes, you go. Here go the dick. Yes. Ah. More pictures of dick. Drop that bitch off like an Amazon package. She was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, I said, it's that penitentiary. <laughs> I was tearing the whole ass up. But then I fucked up because she was too old. I tried to bend her leg back. She I was like, God damn, she sounded like an AK-47. Oh! I had to put her goddamn leg down. She was like, uh-uh, don't do my leg like that. I got a bad hip. I was like, damn. Can you turn over? I was like, damn. That's what fucking an old woman. They got the heater on and the fan. You like, goddamn, bitch, you want to be hot or cold? Fuck it is. She going to do menopause. Window she open. You like, you young, bitch. Damn, what's wrong with you? Window open, but the heat on. I need that fresh air. Right, but I need right, to stay right. warm. So. <laughs> I had one, one, one. I ain't going to lie. I, I thought I met my match. One one chick was raw. She was raw. She told me, you know, gave me that little ultimatum. She told me, like, hey, you know, not an ultimatum. She's like, oh, I could do this for you, whatever you need. Oh, you got to do, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got to be together just, you know. Just if I call you, pull up. I'm like, it's good. Yeah, when I need you. She hit me. I jump in my bins, boop. I pull up. It's good. Next thing I know, she, oh, she had it good. She said, I'll be right back. She went to the bathroom, put a little smell good oils. Got, like I said, you got in that shower. I was like, you know, you know, we getting ready and shit. You know, you nigga lean back. She come out, put the bonnet on. You feel me? You get that little bonnet head, yo. I was like, God damn. And then I woke up the next morning. Her pussy was so good. I woke up with the bonnet on. I said, ooh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God damn. Wait a minute. This motherfucker silk. Oh, shit. Oh, my God damn. That coochie was really good. Oh, shit. Hey, you know what I heard? And you guys have heard of this, too. You guys have heard of this, too. What about women? Like, um, I've been told, like, women, like, uh, their pussy hole so loose to feel like a, a empty sock. Like a, oh yeah, yeah. You run into that type of stuff, you know. If you uh, you guys don't come, I don't know anything no, about that. I, well, I've been around too many dudes. 
No, what it is, and I'll be honest. Like, pussy feel like a sock where it's like you can wiggle everywhere, but it's because the pussy loose. <sighs> what? Yeah, pussy. No, you tell me. Tell me the story. What's yes. this about now? Well, so somebody told me, like I said, hang around them, but niggas, because I'm a nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, you know, this one nigga told a couple niggas told me, they were like, yeah, like if a, a bitch's pussy is loose, you can tell it feels like, like a sock where you could wiggle around in a sock. Maybe the dick's too little. Oh! Yeah, maybe that's too okay. think about that. Absolutely. That yeah, is true. Right. You that right. That is true. That you is right. true. Great and I, and, I, and I don't know the answer to well, that question. So from, the male <laughs> from the male perspective, I will say that, you know, you hear people say, oh, all oh, pussy is the same. Pussy. No, 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 it's not. No, it is I not. I do Leave no coochie behind. This shit is different. Um, <laughs> you do have the ones where, you know, you go up in there and you got to, you know, you, you got to, oh, shit. Like, you either, like, say, first of all, men, you got to do the foreplay. Do the foreplay, you know, take your time with her, make her want to get you. Because the coochie, like, please be, listen to him. You know, because the coochie, you know, you don't just go and try to go all up in there. You're going to hurt yourself. You, ooh, it's hurt. It ain't wet yet, motherfucker. Damn. That means he is too eager. Yeah. He, he don't even know what he's doing. you like, man, you got a dick. You ain't know what you're doing with it, man. God damn. Lick the neck or something. Dude, grab rubber nipple. Shit. See if she can turn up. Yeah, foreplay. You let the woman's body speak to you. You know, you're getting all into it. You know what I mean? And then when she really wants it, she'll, she'll, you know, you you feel it in touch. She'll grab it. Whoop. She'll squeeze your dick. You're like, yeah, she wants it. And then she'll get to grabbing on him. And you're like, okay, it's time. So, you know, it's like a timer. You know what I mean? You got to think. What's your favorite sex position? Shit, anyway, she's going to let me fuck. Shit, I ain't ain't picky. She can lay on her side and cock her leg up. Let's go. Brandy, what's your favorite sex position? From the back. You're like the 20th girl who sex position. You're like the 20th girl who said that. What about you, Simon? You know, I think I'm going to go with that same I'm traditional. I like to lay on my back and... You're lazy. I am lazy. She got bad knees. I am lazy. With your knees bad. Or oh, that air mattress when you know you can't fuck with that air mattress Ooh. on your knees because your knees hit the carpet. That's yeah, shit. that don't feel good. <laughs> all right, let me ask you this: You like doing it in the ass or no? Who me? Hell yeah. no! It's all that pussy, all that good pussy right there, and I want some asshole. Well, Hell that's no! Very quite interesting because well, a lot plus, of men always talk about getting it in the booty hole, like they want to do it in the ass. Well, no, but see, here's the deal: because I, this is being honest, because I was in prison for that long. I don't want to tell a woman, hey, let me fuck you in the ass. Man, yeah. come, I don't, you know, yeah, you know yeah, I'm not. Yeah. All that pussy I've been dreaming about, all that pussy, good pussy right there, and you want some dookie, nigga? What the fuck? Why you want some ass, bro? And that's the thing, man, when I went to jail, they wasn't talking about the ass and shit. Now they want to fuck women in the ass. Now they want to eat the ass, call it groceries. Man, what kind of shit is this, man? Yeah, it's crazy. You eating booty now? All that good pussy right there. You want to eat some ass. Man, I don't understand what's wrong with these dudes today. I am traditional. So you I like don't, my you woman don't eat the groceries? The is that what you're saying? You don't eat the groceries? Uh, I don't do that, but <laughs> I will tell you. Oh, it's not an answer, Jerry Law. Do you eat the I, booty or no? I, I don't do it. But you have. Yeah, I have. But let me tell you what happened, because I was 100% against it. But what happens is, you know, you get in the zone. You get into a zone. You don't know where your tongue going, your mouth going. Y'all 45 minutes into the session, 
You you, you turn it, you know, you you turn it over, you, you eating it from the back. You like, damn. And so you look at it, you like, that motherfucker clean as a motherfucker. And it's like an ass eating ghost jumping your body. You like, well, fuck it. I'm here. <laughs> you like, man, you, you be like, don't tell nobody. Damn. You be like, oh, girl, shit. Girl, guess what, girl? Girl, my ass is clean, girl. But a man, if he do it to a woman, you got to know that he's been with her for a minute. And, uh, well, I take that back because there's some nasty motherfuckers out here. Eat your ass on the first date. These motherfuckers is like suction cups. Men are oh, sharks. Man. Men are sharks. Yeah, women too. Y'all bitch. The older a woman get, and when she gets to the point oh, where yep, fuck yep. men, I don't care. Yep, I got this. Yep, I just want yep. someone I want it. That mind state of a woman, man, she's treating every dude like I, she works. I, I know a 50-year-old woman dating a 35-year-old dude, mm. and she'll do anything to keep him. Well, yeah, because so he's he dropping the pipe off, and yeah, somebody yeah. found some interest. Because usually... Whatever your age at and you and y'all right here, it don't work out. It's either yeah. up or down. It ain't never yeah. the same. So, do you prefer to get your ass licked in return, or is that like? Well, me, no, I don't want nothing done. No, no, no. I like I said, I'm I'm an old. You know what I'm saying? I'm a traditional brother. I like my women without the penis. You know, I'm a traditional brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, even I used to work out to this rapper named Young Buck. Oh, oh young, young Buck. Buck. Remember that? Next From thing I know, they talking about he fucking on. You know. Oh. Transsexual thing. Yeah, he yeah. doing his thing. I'm like, damn, Buck. Boy, oh, Buck. Ah, you know these celebrities get caught up in different things. Because you know, some of these dudes be too on. freaky. Yes. Some of these dudes be too freaky. I can't do it. I got to get, if I look, I got to get to know you. Yeah, I got yeah, to yeah, see yeah, what your cleaning sure. habits is like. Right. You know what I mean? Before I get to, I mean, nah, we ain't finna do all is there any? Now. Is there any time where you were about to, like, fuck a girl, go down a girl, and it's like, oh, her coochie stank. Like, oh. Man, I swear on everything I love. <laughs> oh, you see the depression on my face? <laughs> this is a every man look right here. When you, 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 horny, you I'm about to fuck the shit out this bitch. And she pull him down, and you go. <coughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then your eyes start watering, and you be like, God damn. And you look and you be like, man, you is too pretty to be smelling like this. You hella bad. You think you got this, like, built body and you smell like this? And then every, and then her excuse, oh, I was working out. You were working out. Get a chance to wash. What type of working out you were doing? Yeah, that's what I'm like. I ain't never met a woman that stunk from doing Kegels. I'm telling you. This woman, I said, I made up an excuse. Her shit stinks so bad. I put her in the car. I dropped her off at her house. I hit the corner, and I turned around, and I called her back outside. She said, what you want? I said, come here. You left your pussy on my front seat. Come get your coochie. Oh, no. She came out. Take that funky motherfucker, man. Oh, oh. This left her pussy on my car seat, man, when she got up, man. I said, this is too much. You can smell it like she walking, and I'm like... I'm like, did you just have a breakup or something? Because, you know, you, you do, your coochie stank from stress. Did you have a breakup? <laughs> did he try to kill you? Because it's a side it's effect. going through some things, it sounds like. I was like, whoa. Like and, said, and that, man. get stressed out, you know, that's, that's what happened. You know what I mean? and, and like I say, me personally, being a comedian, I didn't have to. I didn't. I didn't have to go look out. Like I said, I was a cool brother, so I didn't have to go look searching. 
I didn't have to do that. It was yeah, given. Yeah. It was thrown at me. I, you know, I just yeah. accepted or didn't, you know, or just say, no, I'm cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, good. Okay. Uh, so I, um, before we end the show, because mm-hmm. we've been on here for a long time, what would you like to say to your fans and for any people who want to be in the position you're in? Because you're in a high position. Like, I see you do lots of shows working with a lot of top people like earlier you mentioned mike epps you know um uh fucking uh martin lawrence like just hella different people what advice would you give to those who want to be in the position that you're in um keep hustling keep going keep hustling keep going um your relationships nurture your relationships uh relationships are like plants if you don't water them, they're going to die. That's right. like, you know, you can have a friend and, you know, y'all don't talk. They don't call you. And, you know, y'all still cool, but you, you kind of feel, you know, like the separation. And it ain't the same like it used to be. So you have to water and nurture your relationship, especially in this business. Always be a person of your word. And be, rely- be reliable and uh, always show up. Always show up, yeah. be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Always be ready to go. You never know when somebody might say, hey, man, I need you to do a quick five. Or I need you to do ten minutes, whatever. Yeah. And uh, that quick five or ten could change your life. Wow. But keep hustling. Don't never let nobody, whatever you want to do, do it. You got one life to live. Live this motherfucker. I gave yeah. them people 13 years of my life, but I can't get back. Ain't no do-overs. I don't get no second turn, none of that. Yeah. So I got to live this motherfucker. I'm going to drain this bitch, too. Ooh. Give me some more Hennessy tonight, nigga. Well, won't you pop open that wine? You got that wine. Look, look. Oh, that's for the after party. Oh, well, we got after party coming up, yes. We... Brandy Diamond, what y'all yes. want to say? These are two beautiful co-hosts, you know what I'm saying? What y'all want to say? Yes. Yeah, Brandy. Did you go to Merit? I did. Like in 99, 2000? Oh, no. no. Later? 2012. Two- Two twelve. Yeah. Just look familiar. <laughs> she just smiled. I was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, she got a smile. Yes, I, I saw the pictures on Instagram. Oh, you know, you looking real <laughs> cute and small. We're trying to work it out a little bit these days. Trying to get healthy. What uh, workout regimen are you doing right now? Are you detoxing or like? Actually, a little bit. Yeah, I've really uh, minimized my carbs. It's pretty much it, and it's just a wow. home workout. Especially, I mean, the gyms are closed and stuff. I used to run, but yeah, um, I kind of stopped. So it's just at Damn, home. So you, you stop eating like lasagna, rice, bread. I didn't stop eating it. I just cut it down, smaller portions, and not as often. And, and so you count your calories, probably. I'm sure, right? No, no. Nope. Oh, wow. I just, I just know. How much I was eating. Yeah. So I just eat less. And then when Ooh, I'm eating it, I just don't eat as much. Yeah. Like a burger, I take off a piece of the bun. Or I'll just eat it off, you know, just eat it with lettuce. So just, just eat a little small burger stuff cheese like that. with lettuce. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What about yeah. you, Diamond? Because both of y'all is small and in shape. We was at a photo shoot <laughs> a couple weeks ago with Patrick. They come on with the same outfit and nice little we tight here. body i don't know what was going on but y'all like, were everything that. we pulled out was like oh i have something like that oh, I have something both like y'all that. had oh, some cool. nice tight bodies look i'm trying to get myself back together that's that we melanin out here sexy all of us that's definitely yes. true. And, and diamond what, what's your regimen because we, we went to mcdonald's a couple times but i never <laughs> seen it on you like <laughs> yeah she put on them dresses and stuff yeah she put on dresses <laughs> okay. okay. 
hide up under these sweatshirts. You be no, you said lemon lemon water. No, I did that way back when. I just eat whatever I want to eat. She got it like that. They both got like that. I eat whatever I want it like that. Maybe that's what I did. Maybe I walk a lot. Ah. <laughs> what about you, Jay? What you do? Because you in good shape too. You slim. You you buff, y'all. Yeah, you know, just a little something. You know, gotta keep it. You know, you know, I do just enough. You know, what I'm saying to keep the ladies want me and keep the dudes up off me. Bobo, Bobo, you feel just enough, just enough. No, my workout regimen. I um, I give y'all this, and don't skip leg day. Do your legs, but if you want, I give you my chest and back routine. Um, twenty sets of put. I mean, not twenty sets. My bad. Five sets of 20 push-ups. Then you do the second five sets, you do 20 push-ups, and you do behind-the-neck pull-ups. Then the next five sets, you do <laughs> – this is my workout routine. I'm looking at everybody's face. You do five sets. <laughs> you do five sets of 10 dips. And then on the next five sets, you do 10 dips, and then you do 10 – pull-ups like this I'm with you, and uh that's a chest and back routine so that blow up your chest it blow up your back and it hits your uh your tries your triceps your biceps and your deltoids mm. so that's your you know you want to do this with your son do that routine that's all you got to do you can do it every day and you know do push-ups like i said keep the ladies on you and the dudes apart ah! i like it yes all right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for watching diva talk tonight where we keep it real diva talk tonight the podcast show you know what I'm saying? Where it's after hours, we keep it real. If you guys want to watch the show, visit keldermusic.com. You know what I'm saying? And you'll see it. Shout out to Diamond Brandy, my co-host for keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Cut It Up Music. Cut you know it up. Saying? And most of all, shout out to our guest, special guest today, Jerry Law, Too Raw. Keeping Thank you so much. Raw. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I of appreciate course. it. Thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Peace 